the Paydia Education Podcast. I'm Dr. Bernie Wilkinson. I'm Dr. Richard Marshall. Friday morning, and here we are. We love Friday, and it's not just Friday, but it's... Special Friday. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Where does that even come from? You know, I was looking it up. We don't know. No? No, we don't know. It's I, one of those I bet there's things. a movie. Well, <laughs> but that's kind of the last, you know, addition to Friday the 13th. Actually, we really do not know. And it's different in different countries. You know, some countries have Tuesday the 13th. Spanish-speaking countries have Tuesday the 13th. And Greek, I think Greek countries uh, worry about Tuesday the 13th. But in uh, checking this out, yeah, uh, it goes back to Jesus. Huh. 13. 13, right. Uh, and it happened on what then was called Maundy Thursday, uh, Holy Thursday today, oh, okay. which was the 13th. Oh, so so there are those two references, and then um, in Italy in the nineteenth century, uh, Rossini, the, the composer, the opera. Composer. Oh, I thought that was a kind of pasta. But, no, that's Rotini. Oh, um, but Rossini, the composer, um, was superstitious. You know, Italians uh, at that time uh, were superstitious, and they were particularly superstitious about Friday the Thirteenth. And as it turned out, he died on Friday the Thirteenth, which oh. sort of solidified the legend. But the book, you mentioned the movie Friday the 13th? Yes. There's a book, Friday the 13th. Did you know about that? I did not. Oh, I thought the movie was based on a book. Anyway, there was a book, Friday the 13th, but it was written in 1907. And the book is about an unscrupulous Wall Street broker who caused a uh, financial panic on Friday the 13th um, by duping some investors. So there's that. But the other very popular myth about Friday the 13th comes from the Knights Templar, you know, the Knights oh, Templar yeah. from know. the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. And that on Friday, October 3rd, 1307, is when King Philip of France, Philip IV of France, decided to um, arrest and disband the Knights Templar. Oh. Because he wanted their money. He was running low on cash. And they had a lot of money because what they did is they, they provided uh, protection for pilgrims going from Europe to the Holy Land. And they made money. Uh, they were paid. Uh, Plus, they protected the Holy Grail. And they that's, did. Uh, There's that whole story. The Indiana. Oh, well, I was talking no, about the Indiana did. Jones movie. Oh, the Last Crusade. I was thinking of the Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah, that was good right. too. But you're right. There's a new uh, Da Vinci Code movie coming out. The Isn't next it? in the I series. I love Dan Inferno. Brown's books. Yeah, they're wonderful. Anyway, so the Knights Templar, because that happened on Friday, October the third. Interestingly, there is eight. The myth continues. You know, there's okay. eight. Hundred to nine hundred million dollars of business lost on Friday the thirteenth because some people are afraid to get it. They won't even leave the house on Friday the thirteenth, so business plummets on uh, Friday the thirteenth. So it's interesting. And um, Finland, you know, we talk about Finland all the time. Finland has a national accident day, and it's always on Friday the thirteenth. So interesting stuff for Friday the thirteenth. Go ahead and get out of bed and uh, turn on (laughs) turn on your radio. Take a listen. And uh, let us hear from you. So don't stay in bed today. Get in touch with us. That's right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, it's Friday the 13th. There's, there's our history lesson. There's our history lesson for the day. To, in this day, in his, on this day in history. On this day in history. Right? That's right. Okay. So anyway, there are other things happening today we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, other, today... other things of educational and personal yeah. import. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about... Uh, t- the, the title of today's podcast is um, Profound Policy Problems. Mm-hmm. Trying to do the, uh, a little bit of an alliteration. Alliter- That's right, alliteration. Um, but we're going to talk about this because, f- first off, it's in the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's more uh, policy-based issues in the news that we need to talk about. That's right. In today's news. In this today's is a late-breaking story. Yes. Just being announced. Just within the last 24 hours, mm-hmm. right? Um, but also, we need to, there, there's, you know, I, I think it's important that we point out, and, and this isn't strictly an education issue, right? but, you know, the, the times when we, you know, we, when we create a system that's so rigid with policy right. that it doesn't allow the flexibility of rational thought. Well, and that's something that we kind of struggled with this past week. Yes. That um, policy seem to be getting in the way of rational thinking, right. of individual students, of families' decision-making. Right. I mean, all sorts of things, because 
policy seemed to be driving everything mindlessly right. over some cliff. Right, and, and, and I, I got some new information that I didn't know about that I haven't told you about yet, so I'll surprise you with that in just a little bit. So, oh, okay. um, maybe. We can trade, like, maybe. Friday the 13th information. See, now for... I know about the Knights Templar, okay. so now you'll know Dang. about the Florida DMV. Uh-huh. So, um, so, okay, so let's start off with the, with the new policy, because I think that that's going to, mm-hmm. to um, help us gently get into this issue. And it is a good transition. It's a good segue into what we have to talk about today. Right. Because here, you know, you and I, as we always do, talk about what we're going to discuss on Friday mornings. Right. And we talk, talked about this all week. And then lo and behold, the breaking news story today is of import. It, right. it relates directly to this. So I think it's a good good way to introduce and, and move into this topic. Right. So there was a news report that came out late yesterday, I think, that says the the White House, or the, the federal government, the federal government, Department of Justice, actually. is planning to uh, inform schools today. Today, there's a letter going out today that uh, they are to allow students, transgender right. students, to enter whichever bathroom they prefer. How, however, they define their however sexual define orientation. Their sexual, right. Okay. Which is a, a sends a shudder. Right. Through the entire country. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing for that to happen in kindergarten, right. for boys and girls to use the same mm-hmm. bathrooms in kindergarten. It's something completely different in high school. In high school gym classes, for example. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, we're working on this, bo- this blog uh, post, uh, and that's we had started this mm-hmm. earlier in the week, right. uh, this blog post that continues to grow, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we figured that we would talk about it here too because it, it is such an important issue. Right. Because the, we're, we're both of the persuasion of, I, I appreciate regulation. I appreciate the need for policies yeah. in particular situations, um, maybe more so than, than what some others uh, right. Like, like the EPA. Right. The EPA is critical. I mean, you know, a lot of people get really frustrated. Oh, I, we can't build this building there because there's some spotted owl that lives there mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And, and while I understand that that's frustrating and stuff for people, I appreciate those policies because otherwise the, the effect that we have on the environment would right. go unchecked and, you right. know, who knows, who knows what would happen. Yeah, or OSHA, right. uh, Occupational Safety. Um, we should have safe workplaces, you right. know, whether it's a mine or a factory or a farm, whatever it is, they should be safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. And so I, so we appreciate that it's, it, it's challenging for some. It, it's, it's um, a nuisance for it some. Is, it's expensive. It's expensive. It, it adds an expense, right? But at the same time, it it works to ensure that we're safe and that our environment mm-hmm. is taken care of and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. However, the the quandary seems to come with some of these other policies that we tend to so blindly follow without any real rational thought. And, and right. I worry that this new policy is going to be one of those. You know, it's going to, intru- it's going to introduce problems. Right. Um, and and right. what's lunacy to me, uh, maybe it's per- uh, suited that this is lunacy on Friday the 13th, it's lunacy that... You know how quickly we can come up with. Okay, the, these are going to be the problems that we're going to experience, mm-hmm. but yet nobody's thinking we about that a, before we implement these policies. You know, many many times on these podcasts and our blogs, we've talked about unintended consequences. Right. Okay. And this is an issue when you say we have to protect the rights of transgender individuals. I don't think anybody has a problem with that. I right. Mean, some people might, but we have to protect the rights of all citizens. Right. I mean, you know, you, elected officials represent all the citizens of a country, not some. Right. Um, even if those, even if you don't vote for somebody, they still represent you. you right. Know, your best interest. But this is a policy where it's going to have an impact on others. Right. And the class action suit that has already been filed is, what about the rights of other students who don't want somebody of the op- clearly defined of the opposite biological sex right. to be in the locker room at the same time or in the shower stall at the same time. Right. And what do you do with their, what do you do about their rights? Right. So this isn't a situation where you're racial desegregation, like racial desegregation, where you had an entire group of people 
whose rights had been infringed. Right. And their entering the public school didn't inhibit the rights of anybody else. Right. This policy does. And and so it's a little bit different. You right. Know, we're not opposed to the policy, but but it affects other other people's rights. Right. And, and you know, the, 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 the challenge, of course, is that, you know, we're still talking about biological differences. That's right. We're talking about, you know, um, physiological uh, mm-hmm. biology that you can you can see that is obviously different from mm-hmm. from one individual to the other regardless of how um, they they feel psychologically right how I might identify myself right. yeah this is the, uh, yeah because you can't do anything about and you and I both see uh, people who are transgender yes I mean, we, and we, we help them with the issues that they're struggling with and everything so this isn't anti-anything right but you can't change biology well you can i guess Kendall, right kendall J- kendall jenner what's her name um i don't know what he changed she bruce. changed her name to bruce jenner changed his name to i can't remember what it, i don't know kendall maybe i don't know anyway yeah you can change biology but in most of these high school students they're not going to change biology right okay right um but biologically they are male or female and that that becomes the critical legal issue right is are you defined by your biological sex or are you defined by your identity how you identify yourself right and 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 again obviously as we're trying to talk about it this is a complicated complicated issue. issue right but yet we're already creating policy about it. And, and mm-hmm. I say already, not to suggest that this is a brand new issue or anything like that, but we're, we're jumping to policy that has implications because as we've talked about before, here is yet another situation That's right. where, except for Target, maybe, yeah. um, this is the first, it, this is the first uh, location, the first facilities right. that are requiring this to happen or, or creating a situation for this to happen. And this may be, In the more, this may be more of a legal challenge. Um, I think part of this may have been driven by uh, North Carolina's law. Right. You know, they passed a law recently uh, stating that you had to choose the bathroom of your biological sex. Right. Okay. And I think the federal government was jumping in on this and saying, we're not going to let each state decide. We're, as a nation this is how we're going to deal with this issue. Right. And what the federal government may be doing, instead of saying, this is what you're going to do, it's, this is the law, now go make it work. Right, you which know, is, and, and it's, again, uh, frustratingly right. um, obvious that mm-hmm. we're putting schools in the situation to implement these policies. And, and you and I have been in school. There are some schools right here in this county where it would be a little easier to implement this policy because they do have some individual restrooms that students can use. Right. Not all schools have that. Right. Or are we going to uh, admit students into the faculty restrooms, you know, which is uh, something that we haven't typically don't do. Um, but it doesn't, doesn't solve the locker room problem. You know, right. you can solve the restroom problem, doesn't right. it? So are we saying to schools, this is a policy, make it work, um, and it's going to cost each school hundreds of thousands of dollars to modify locker rooms and bathrooms right. so that they can accommodate this law. Right. You know, that, that would be one of the unintended consequences at a time when schools are struggling just to stay open for the entire school year. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I was talking to a, a guy a little the other day about some of these issues, and he... Uh, he, he's traveled around in, in different places, and he talks about around that, the country, around the, the world. Oh, okay. um, and he was talking about in, in certain countries in in Europe, mm-hmm. all bathrooms are unisex, right. mm-hmm. uh, but they're built different. So the mm-hmm. stall is actually sort of a individual room right. where the stalls, you know, the walls go all the way to the floor, all the way to the ceiling. There's a door that closes. You know, some some high schools, the bathrooms are. The bathrooms are open. I mean, it's just... So it's just a stall with... Yeah, the front of the stall is open. Yeah. There, there's just right. little little walls, portional walls uh, between the between the toilets. Right. But otherwise... Yeah, I, that happened. Well, I went to Italy uh, back in the 90s and um, went into a restroom. And the attendant in the restroom was a woman. Yeah. And I felt a little bit like Beavis and Butthead. You know, there's a famous Beavis and Butthead episode yeah. where one of them forgot yeah. how to urinate. You know, he said he couldn't remember. And so the whole episode was people trying to teach him how to how to regain that function. And and it was hard because this woman was standing in there. You know, now for everybody else, it was like business as usual. But 
was a little bit of a transition, a little culture shock. Yeah. 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 So, so and I was an adult male, you know, by myself. It right. Was, I, I don't know what I would have done had I been a teenager, you know, if I was a teenager. Right. Well, maybe I know what I would have done, but. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to anticipate because it's, it's, it's such a shift. It is a shift. Um, mm-hmm. and so, Talk about a paradigm shift. Right. So, we, wow. you know, so, so I, I guess what, uh, what I would like to see is, is, a, is a transition prior to some policy being implemented. Yes, let's, let's some begin, legal mandate. Right. right. Let's begin some. Let's let's have some kind of transition, mm-hmm. and, and because what I foresee in sort of how this transitions to the the rest of the topic for today, is when we have these policies and, and obligations in place, it leaves inter- for inter- room for interpretation. Right. That creates the potential mm-hmm. for rigidity. That that you that is not. Um, where there's just no flexibility, right. no um, no rational thought. Mm-hmm. It's just nope. That's the rule. That's it. You're right. done. You got to right. do it that way. Right. That's right. You know. That's, so that's what we're struggling with. Right. Is, is that um, this is the law and this is how you must do it. Whether it's North Carolina's law, which says you can't. Right. Or the federal law, which says you must. Right. Uh, they're they're both extremes. Right. Right. Which, which right. don't allow for much interpretation or transition. Right. And, and I, you know, completely appreciating mm-hmm. the the concerns that some people have, that you know, while it is a, a small minority of people, you know, there are people who would take advantage of such a thing. And I, again, sure, it, it's a it, it's a. Um, it's it, it would be different just using a, a very uh, gross over uh, simplification of a uh, of an example, but um, you know it's one thing for a man who goes into a store dressed completely as a woman to then go into the woman's bathroom to use the restroom. It's something different if a guy in a in jeans and a t-shirt uh, walks into the woman's restroom, and you know who's going to say, "Wait a minute." Who are you just a guy going into the woman's bathroom, mm-hmm. or are you? Do you identify yourself as transgender? Right. And who's who's going to do that? Is store security going to make that decision? Right. You know, no. Right. You can't. So, so it's it, it just introduces so many opportunities for legal action for problems. And again, when we when we take this to the school level, now we're leaving administrators right. who you know have experience with education it's not part of their training this isn't part of their part of their repertoire that's right you know they don't this isn't why they're there mm-hmm. they are there to educate to make sure that that's students right. um uh have the materials that they need that they're, that they're orderly, learning and those kind of things clean right mm-hmm. so so it's it's you know it's challenging mm-hmm. and this is where i have the problem because you know again on, on one hand I think that policies and re- regulations are mm-hmm. are important, right? But we run into situations where we mm-hmm. have these policies that are, again, we say this often, may have good intentions, right? Yeah, they're well intended, but mm-hmm. uh, they just leave us right. in, in a in a in a sticky situation, right? And, it, and and we're not taking sides on the issue, right? We're simply saying that anytime you try to implement a policy universally that right. everybody's going to do this regardless right you begin to create unintended consequences right and we talked about this with testing we've talked about it with common core we've talked about it with this behavior about it with positive behavior you know like pbs positive behavior support you have to use pbs well what if it doesn't work you right. know nothing works with everybody right and everything works with 30 percent but when we, what our issue here with this, whether it's transgender or testing or Common Core or PBS, whatever it is, what we're saying is when you implement a universal policy, there are going to be unintended consequences. Right. Right. And, yeah. and let's consider those prior to implementing the policies. Right. And, and, and you know, the, as we transition to some of the other, the, the other issues that right. this brings, you know, th- there are some recent um, news stories mm-hmm. from coming from California. Right. Uh, there's there's two. Uh, one actually just kind of resolved, but there, there's another one that I believe is ongoing in California with um, the zero tolerance policy. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I looked it up for our particular district, and um, and it says if a student 
brings a weapon uh, to school, automatic one-year expulsion, cal one calendar year expulsion. Now, on the surface, that sounds okay. That makes sense. You know, if your student brings a weapon to school, that's an expulsion. However, define weapon. How do you define weapon? It, it is it is not defined. That's right. There's a line category for gun. Then the next category is weapon. Then the next category is dangerous item. Now, dangerous item, there's more flexibility. It says you can be suspended, not necessarily expelled, yada yada. But weapon is not, from what I can find in our our uh, our code of conduct, I can't find a definition of weapon. So we had these two cases in California, uh, one where these two boys uh, came to school in their, in their uh, vehicle. They had recently gone on a family fishing trip. Right. Somebody's walking by and sees in their car a few fishing knives. Right. And so these students are potentially facing expulsion. For a year. For a year because of having mm -hmm. um, knives right. in their car. Now, they had just come from a family fishing trip and they had other fishing tackle. It's right. not like the knives were sitting there by themselves. There were other, supposedly there were other, was other fishing tackle there. And they're looking at expulsion. The other case was one in, um, I think it was in San Diego, where a student, uh, students at school, I, I'm not sure some of these details, but a canine uh, unit, a police canine unit was patrolling the, the parking lot, and targets, uh, identifies his car, the news report that I said said that the, the dog identified Advil. Um, in the, that's the news report that I read. I don't know. I didn't know that dogs could smell that, with that kind of specificity, but it said that it identified Advil. And so they called the student to the parking lot, he opened it up, and there was a knife in the car, and so he was facing expulsion. But I, I think that that one has resolved and he ended up not being expelled. Uh, though I am suspicious that part of that was because of the public um, uproar public about the situation. Right. Um, but those are two situations. Now we've had many others. You know, we kindergartners who, uh, you know, the kindergarten boy who kisses the kindergarten girl gets... Ex gets um, the third grade boy who chewed a Pop-Tart into the shape of into a gun. Shape of a gun. Right. Students who hold sticks or chicken nuggets in, uh, uh, like a gun. Um, so it's... We have these policies that we so blindly follow without any, any uh, allowance for rational thought. And it's... it's it's so frustrating because there are other issues to deal with. You know, I recently heard about a boy who um, who was who had brought a razor blade to school yes. here, here, here in our area. Right, brought a razor blade to school. Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, the story that the the student gives is that uh, somebody else had it, and he was. He thought that they might hurt himself or something, so he took it from them. Um, right. Now, this kid who has some ADHD and impulse issues and some of those kinds of things ends up showing the razor blade to another student, right. um, and that student told on him. And um, you know, the the dean and, and the the administration calls the parents in and says, you know, oh, you know, he he's such a good kid. You know, he's never in trouble. If we need help, we know that we can call him. But we have to suspend him, yeah, and right. you know they, they, they wanted to suspend him for you know this many days, Ten this days. many weeks. Yeah. Um, but we're we're you know I fought him, I, I talked him down, and we're only going to suspend him for this many days. And you think, okay, this seems like a situation where we just need to have a discussion. Uh, but instead, we we hold tight to the policy, and. Uh, you know, that's it. And it's, it's so frustrating because we know that those kinds of things, A, increase the likelihood of school dropout. B, increase the likelihood of, of poor school performance and school avoidance. And C, increases the likelihood of psychopathology, depression, anxiety, those kinds of things. But yet, we implement those blind policies with, with no rational thought. I'm... I can feel your anger. I'm quiet. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you, you haven't heard from me for a few minutes because these kind of stories leave me, truly leave me absolutely speechless. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin. One, 
One, one expulsion, one suspension increases the likelihood that a child is going to encounter, have an encounter with the juvenile justice system by a factor of three. Right. You're three times more likely with one suspension. Right. And these kids get multiple suspensions. Right. Yeah, but what, we're, what you're saying is that policy is, policy trumps everything. Policy right. drives every, I don't even want to use the word thinking because it's not driving their thinking. It's driving the decisions that they make. Right. Rational thought and thinking and um, concern and compassion and education and all those. That's not what's driving this. What's driving it is some kind of blind policy that I think everybody can hide behind. In other words, it's not me. It's CYA. It's not me. I'm not making this decision. I don't have a choice. I have to make this decision. Right. right. It's CYA. And we talked about this last week. Where does the buck stop? That's right. That was the that was the podcast last week. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what happens is that they say, well, you know what? I, I just have to do it. I don't have a choice. You know, that's... Uh, I almost mm-hmm. used a word that we're not allowed to use on the podcast. One of those seven words that Man. George Carlin talks about. Because... That it's just not true. There, well, there, it there, shouldn't be true. It shouldn't it, be true. Nobody in a decision-making capacity, principal, superintendent, uh, any administrator who has decision-making authority should ever hide behind, well, I don't have a choice. Right. You always have a choice. You, you always have a choice. And we know that there is a choice because we see other people in other similar positions making other choices. We, we see that happen. We see it in a county. Principals, yeah. superintendents across uh, county lines. Right. Uh, different, different counties are making different decisions. So right. we know it is possible. Right. right. And so, so it's, that, that's the frustration. And it's, it's policy over, um, over student. It's policy over um, making decisions that are in the best interest right. of, of the people that we're here to that's help right. and to serve. In last week's podcast, when we were discussing this issue, and I said... The single motivating factor should be what's best for this student. Right. That should be the superintendent's only criterion. Is right. What's best for this student. Not your policy, not your grading policy, not your behavior policy, not your bathroom policy. What is best for this student? Right. What, what is the best thing that we as thinking adults, as caring adults, can do for this student? Right. And, and I... And that should be the guide. That should be the only motivating factor. Right. And, and, and I think that we often hide behind mm-hmm. the word accountability. Right. Oh, well, you know, he's got to be held accountable for that decision. Okay. Well, accountability um, can mean a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I have a student who brings a razor blade to school, um, the first question that I'm going to ask and of course, most of the time, they don't even ask a question. But the first question I'm going to ask is, why? What's going on? Talk to me about what's going on. Why, right. why, do, you, why do you need it? Uh, is, is the student being bullied? That's right. Well, you know what? If he's being bullied, okay, again, mm-hmm. not, that that's the, not that that's a good decision to make to bring a, 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 a razor right. blade to school. But that gives us a little bit of an idea. If the student is depressed, we know... We talked about it on, mm-hmm. on the Mental Breakdown podcast. We right. know about self-harming behaviors, and sometimes students who are really depressed and have mm-hmm. some emotional issues, um, you know, they, they, they intentionally harm themselves as a, as a coping mechanism, right. unfortunately. Or as a cry for help. Right. You know. So, And somebody has to decide which right. one it is. So, so the student who is really depressed and brings a razor blade mm-hmm. to school because, you know, uh, of the potential of self-harm, we you know, let's, let's punish and suspend that person right. uh, because, you know, hey, you, that's the rules. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't serve the purpose that we're here for. Right, right. And, and so that's, that's what's really been under my skin this week is, is that it, it seems like case after case, um, we, we've had a couple of other situations that we'll talk about in just a second, mm-hmm. case after case where, where policy trumps anything else. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we can't just say... Um, this is the best decision for now. You know, um, we're worried about what the other parents are going to say. We're worried about what somebody else is going to do. We're worried about 
the, the possibility of lawsuits or whatever it is. <laughs> or if we let him get away with it, then everybody's going to do it. Right. Which is not true. Right. Okay. Right. Oh, just because one person throws a desk doesn't mean the other 19 are going to throw desks. Right. It just doesn't happen. Right. Um, so that's a bogus claim. But I like this notion. I like what you said about, about accountability. You know, we have to hold them accountable. We need to remember that we used to put people in debtor's prison mm-hmm. when they didn't pay their debts. Well, what good did that do? Because if somebody's in prison, you, it's impossible to pay to, to generate any income to pay your debts. Right. We used to cut people's hands off for stealing. You know, well, um, so... This whole accountability issue, again, I think is just a little flimsy shield that we hide behind Mm -hmm. because we don't want to make a more thoughtful and perhaps a more difficult decision that requires a little more thought, a little more, uh, maybe another meeting or two with the parents. Um, And and so instead we have this policy. I always, in the talks that I do, I always talk about the code of conduct. Right. You know, that's one of those hard and fast things. If you break, if you violate the code of conduct, we must punish you. Right. No, you don't have to punish anybody. You're hiding behind the code of conduct when you should be doing something very different. It should be a very different approach rather than this mindless, okay, you broke rule number six, so now we have to give you punishment number six. Right. It's a mindless, mindless way of dealing with people, especially children. We have to remember that these are young children that we're supposed to be forming into thinking mature adults. Right. And to follow these mindless policies isn't a way to, it's not the way to do that. Right. And and so, you know, this week some things came out um, locally about with with testing. Mm -hmm. And, you you know. That may be the best, well, that's one of the best examples. Yeah. Because, again, it's very frustrating. What do we, what do we teach what do kids know? They, they, they know that, oh my gosh, these tests are so important. Whatever else happens during a school year, you better pass these tests. These tests it doesn't are matter the most what important else we, thing. It doesn't matter what books we use, what we discuss, what the projects are. But you better pass these tests. And, and, and to, to do the best that you can on these tests, every teacher tells you, make sure you get a good night's sleep tonight. Make sure that you have breakfast in the morning. You know, all of those things we that we tell them. peppermint candies and chewing gum and eating peanuts and uh-huh. doing all this crazy stuff so that they're a peak performance. Yeah. And, and then, then... And so, the, as we're winding down the testing season, we're, we're in the midst of uh, makeup, makeup. tests. If you didn't right. get it, if you didn't take it the first time. Yeah, if you missed it for some reason. So uh, we have a few students who who missed the first test. Um, and, and in fact, we have one who missed the first test at no fault of his own. Right. He, he, was, he logged into the, to the computer and it, uh, it froze. Right. And so I think we talked about him a little bit last we week. Mm-hmm. So the initial report that he got was that he would... Uh, Yes, you would take the test later, uh, but that's it's probably going to be next year. Right. And again, we talked about this last week. Um, so next year, when he's in chemistry, he's going to have to go back and take the biology EOC end of course exam. That's going to change his grade from this year, even though he's taking it six months later next year. This uh, happened in April? Yeah. May, June, July, August, September. So if he takes it as soon as he gets back to school. Yeah. It's five months away from the course. Right. That's some serious long-term memory. Yeah. So he's at least five months out if right. he takes it as soon as he enters the school. If they don't get around until October, November, we're talking six to seven months. Right. Okay. So, so... And he's in other courses. And he's in other cluttering courses. Up. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, well, we can go into the whole uh, learning principles as it relates to recency and and, 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 and problems. But regardless of that, I, I think to anyone, it would make sense that um, if you're going to take the test, you need to take it now. Um, so here's this kid. What is he, like 14, 13, yeah, 15. 14, 15? So here's this young teenager who's told, uh, your, your computer froze, so instead of, uh, so they're going to, we'll do it next year. We'll just do it next year. So now this kid is saying, okay, so let me. Let me push that out of my, and then let me think about how I'm going to do this next year. So, so first of all, he's thinking, I got to do this next year. Second of all, he's thinking, wait a minute, how is that going to affect my grade this year? Because the EOC accounts for 30% of my grade. And so and is, that going to give me a, is that going to give me a zero? Um, 
do I get a zero on it until I take it so that my, my grade is going to have a zero counted That's for That's right, the because the end of, this was the end of course exam. Right. So it contributes... 30%. Now 15. Now what? 15. 15 what? The school district announced that the end of course exams are going to be 15% of your grade, not 30%. I didn't see that report. But I want to talk about... End of course or, not, or end of year? End of course. Oh. I was told end of course. We're going to check. Yeah, we got to check. We're going to check out. and make sure. But you're right. If he gets a grade in June mm-hmm. for his final grade, but doesn't take the test until September, will that affect his grade? Yes. Okay. It will change. So they'll change it. They'll, they'll go back and change. They it? would go back and change it. Is what we're what he's worried about. Okay. Okay. So not only is he at a disadvantage because it's six months later. Right. But he's at a disadvantage. So he's six thinking, later. I'm probably not going to do very well. Right. So my A, he was a good student. Yeah. He has an a. So my A could go down to a, if I fail that exam, which I have to take after I've forgotten everything. Yeah. Unless I go back and Fresh relearn enough. everything. Okay. So it I, got be, the, I got see. it. Yeah. Um, so these are all the, the worries, right? Mm-hmm. So um, now, policy is important. What does the policy say? Now, how long ago did this happen? This was like two or three um, weeks ago. Yeah, this was during the two test- weeks ago today. During the testing season. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so now he's so we get through okay, all so of he next puts week. that out of his mind. Right. So we get through all of last week. Right. Nothing going on, and then um, he. So we get to and, and again the, the most important thing of course is policy and the policy says everybody must take the test. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that's part of their grade. As, that's right because we don't have a choice. We just okay. we just have to. It's mandated. So Wednesday he arrives at school, goes, walks into his, Wednesday, two days ago, walks into his um, first period class and they say, go to the media center. And he says, okay. Walks down to the media center. Oh, you're going to take the biology EOC today. That was scheduled for September, or next year. So when he thought he so was going to take it. So somebody made the decision that he has to, that he'll take it now. That he'll take it today okay. or Wednesday. Wednesday. And no email, no forewarning. No preparation, no, hey, make sure you get a good night's sleep tonight. Hey, in the very least, hey, make sure you're at school tomorrow, right? Um, none of that, none of that happened. Walks into the building, this critical test that's supposed to be so important because the policy is there's a box next to his name that needs to be checked off that he took that test. Mm-hmm. And that was the most important thing. We don't care about preparing him for it. We don't care about anything else. Just make sure that that box is checked. It, it, I'm it, speechless again. That, 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 again, it's just that frustration of, you know, why, why we, we rely so rigidly on some of these policies. An email would have been fine. On Monday, say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you the test on Wednesday. You know, just make sure that you're ready. I know that um, I know that you're going to have to miss other more classes. I know you're going to have to miss more classes, but you know, you know, let's let's get this taken care of, and uh, so we don't have to worry about doing it next year. There's so many ways that that could be done, but but the know, policy is important. The person's not. As I listen to the story, that that's exactly what I was going to say. As I listen to the story, and and it happens. This isn't the only time. This isn't the only student. Oh, yeah. There were about a dozen other students right. in, the, in the room taken and with And this him. is only a single class. Right. So in other schools, in other districts. Right. Other so we're talking about a sizable number of kids. Sure. This is about somebody's, some adult. Right. Some adult's policy. This isn't about a child. Right. This isn't about a student. Right. He was the least important component right. of this equation. Right. Nobody right. was thinking about him or his family or getting him ready or preparing. It was, I have a box to check. Right. I, the adult, right. have a box to check. I don't care whether the student is ready or not. I don't even care if he's here or not. You right. Know? And I, in fact, I don't even know whether he's here or not. Right. Um, go to the media center, take the test. Right. Nice. Nice. So. We call that education. Right. We call that forming young hearts and minds. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, you know, just bringing it back around to the, to, the, to the aspect of policy. Policy drives everything right now. In, in, the, in the climate that we live in right now, policy is driving everything. Right. And, and at some point, we have to say, 
All right, that's enough. Let's get a new let's get a new bus driver because this is this is ridiculous. You know, I have some perspective because I'm old. Yeah, you are. And there were. T- I mean, yes. There were, yes. There were, yes, you have perspective, not yes, you're old. That's what I was looking for here. There were two times in my life where I saw this really, really happen. One was when uh, Public Law 94142, that whole gifted thing mm-hmm. where you had to have a 130. Right. Okay. Couldn't have a 129. You had to have 130. Right. And it didn't matter if your teacher said, look, this is, this is the highest achieving student in the class. Every stu- teacher he's ever had has said... He can handle the gifted program. Right. Not allowed to do it. Right. If you didn't have a one-third, that's mindless policy. Right. That's taking control out of the hands of teachers, right. out of the hands of students, out of the hands of schools, saying, no, it has to be one thirty. Even though the test maker said, well, a one thirty is really somewhere between 127 and 133. It's not right. a con... Okay. That was one time that really bothered us. The second time was No Child Left Behind. When, when this big federal law yeah. said, you must do this. And it became one of these mindless, stupid, and I mean stupid, policies that everybody had to live by. Right. You didn't have a choice. You had to live by these things. And, and that's what bothers me about this testing program, the story mm-hmm. you just told. And it's told, it's told and retold hundreds of times um, throughout every school year. Right. That it's a classic example of the tail wagging the dog. Right. I mean, these policies... Is a, I mean, to me, it's classic that the tail starts wagging the dog. Right. And these are adults. We said last week, these are adults making these decisions yeah. that are affecting children in negative ways. Right. And, and uh, again, we can appreciate, or I'll, I'll just say, I can appreciate the, the position that some of this puts people in. I mean... You, you mean know, the administrators? The, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, if you say, well, there's, there's a knife in the car, okay? Mm-hmm. Now... Again, the policy is there to prevent uh, profiling, to perhaps to prevent um, to prevent uh, biases and bigotry from influencing mm-hmm. decisions. Um, but so, so I can appreciate that, you know, because we certainly don't want a situation where, oh, well, she had a knife in her car and you guys didn't do anything because she has these characteristics uh but this student had a knife in her car and you're going to expel her because she has these characteristics i understand that i i I get that oh you mean having a policy that's kind of blind justice right it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter that you drive a range rover and she drives a beat up right honda you get the same treatment okay right equal treatment under the law so i i get that Mm -hmm. I, i i do get that but in all situations, we, we have to have some opportunity right. to make decisions. Right. So you're talking equal treatment under the law is okay. Mindless treatment under the law is just right. stupid. Right. Okay. Right. Because even if we want to, if we want to completely generalize it, even criminals who did in fact commit crimes with intent... Mm-hmm get to have a trial. That's right. Where it has to be proven that mm-hmm. they did it Beyond with intent. a reasonable doubt. Right. Right. So we have these students... Even murderers. Right. I mean, or, or um, accused of murder. Right. Have a right to due process. Right. Right. And we, stu- we don't have due process, right? really. If you violate the code of conduct, you, give, you somehow relinquish your due process. Well, and, and what they do is they, they will have due process, but the problem is, is that you still have to serve the suspension until you go through your due process. Right. Okay, so, right. okay, I'm taking the punishment anyways. Mm-hmm. So why bother? Why would I go through that process? Can't get the days back. Right. You know. Um, so it, it's, it, maybe we need a policy to fix how we're dealing with policies. So <laughs> with, um, with uh, <laughs> makes me think of Julius, beware the Ides of March. Mm-hmm. You know, Caesar was warned, uh, beware mindless policies, yeah. you know, regardless of what they're about. And I think testing is probably, to me, the best example. Code of conduct and testing right yeah. now are the best examples of mindless policies that are being imposed and inflicted right. on children. 
Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, and it it, it discourages students. Mm. It, it makes students um, frustrated. It makes them. It creates anxiety. It creates worry. Well, I um, think about the example you gave in California, where the the principal actually, or whoever the administrator was, said. He's been an exemplary student in every way. He's the example. He's the person we go to for help and assistance. None of that counts. I mean, here's a kid who's worked for years to establish a good reputation, but it doesn't really account for anything in the face of these policies. Right. How sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And, And as you said, you know, we know that some of these things contribute to right. problems down the line. <laughs> we, we know that they do. So, but yet we're handing them out like they're chiclets. Right. You know, it's just, oh, well, that's it. You get it. That's it. No and we're problem. asking a teenager to understand that this is kind of mindless and stupid, but we have to do it. Right. We're asking the teenager for understanding. You know, please understand, son. We, this we is don't not have a personal. Choice. We just don't have a choice. Right. We have to punish you. And you're asking a teenager to make sense of yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. It may, you How know. about the adults start doing the adjusting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. From Friday the 13th to mindless policies. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, we could tie it in and say hey. Friday the 13th is a, a, a mindless anxiety. Well, uh, as we were talking about that transgender issue, um, if you are transgender uh-huh. or if you have a family member who's transgender, we'd really like to hear from, from you because we would like to have your perspective on that yeah, issue. Yeah. Okay. So if, if you're listening, uh, if you have, know somebody who is, we'd really like to get an email or a phone call or something because we'd really like to have your perspective. It's a complicated issue, right. and your voice needs to be heard. Absolutely. So if you're transgender, if you have a member of your family who's transgender, if you have a friend who's transgender, please try to get in touch with us, because we'd like to hear from you. Uh, Dr. Bernie's going to give you all those ways to communicate yeah, yeah, yeah. with us. Okay. Yeah, so we're, we're on Facebook. Um, at Paydia is our Facebook um, uh, title. And you can check us out there on Twitter, at Dr. Bernie, D-R-B-E-R-N-E-Y, is the handle for that. Uh, you can get in touch with us either way there. You can get with, in touch with us through our, our blog at uh, thementalbreakdown.com. Uh, those are all really nice and easy ways to get in touch with us. Um, and you can write to us uh, through iTunes or Google Play mm-hmm. Music. Okay. Um, you know, that would be great. We would love to have a review or for you to mm-hmm. rate us because that helps yeah. out as well. Um, a, a couple of other announcements. Our book is out. It's out. It is uh, the handbook. I saw for an announcement about it the other day. Well, Somebody put it on Facebook. I'm putting it out. You there didn't. Somebody else did. Well, somebody good. else said there's this book out. Oh, yeah. fantastic! Mm-hmm. So the handbook for raising an emotionally healthy child, part one. Part one is behavior out. behavior management. And I, the introduction for part two was finished yesterday. Yes. Did you so, get it? I did. did so we're, we're ready to go with that. I'm, I'm still getting the supplemental materials up. And you have um, four more coming this morning? And that's uh, fantastic. So we're, we're going to have those up on the hey, website. These supplement, hey, you kind of slid by those supplementals. you got to look at those supplemental materials. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening, look at those supplemental materials. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody about it today, the other day. Um, Man. So with, with the handbook, you get... Uh, you get the it's book. Three chapters. So right. um, it's it's the an introduction three to, to behavior, and then you get three cha- four chapters. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, that cover child development from birth through adolescence. Right. And and all that you need to know about managing behavior, what happens, what's typical, what's atypical mm-hmm. for kids at different ages. Um, and then, but when you get the book, you also w- w- we provide you a, a website and those uh, are address. And you can go in and you can get um, some additional supplemental materials. Uh, we're still uploading them, but there's a total of about 19 or 20 that we will right. have uploaded. And we're going to continue to add. So when new things come up, we're going to be adding new new ones. Um, as we're working on Chapter 2, we'll have new supplemental materials from Chapter 2 or Section 2 that will also go there. And you will have access to those as well. So, you know, I went into, um, I was looking at some catalogs yesterday. found two books that I want to get. One is $32 and one is $40. Those are, that's with a 20% discount. Right. Okay. This is the best $4.99 you're ever going to spend. $4.99. Yeah. $4.99 for the first section and all these supplemental materials that are thrown in because you buy the book. Right. You know, so check that out. That's, yeah. that's really a deal. That's yeah, a really yeah. good deal. Um, and so right now it's available on Kindle. Right. Uh, but I was going through, I've been working since about 
5.15 this morning, uh, getting it up on uh, Nook, uh, mm -hmm. Barnes & Noble's mm -hmm. Nook. Um, so I'm almost done with that process. I'll have that done later on this morning. So those of you with uh, Nook readers, you'll right. be able to mm -hmm. get the book there. Um, right. So, so yeah, it's, so it's out. It's ready. It's available. It's so, okay. so it's excellent. Um, we're finishing the, we're, we've almost got this launch up and going. Yep. And so I'll be, uh, as we're working on section two, I'll be finishing up the uh, Udemy course as well on right. parenting uh, your ADHD child. I'm going to try to get that done within the next couple of weeks. Right. And, it's going to be uh, a busy summer here at PAC Florida. Yeah. Uh, books out, Udemy courses out. Yes. I have to start the second one on um, children who have emotional outbursts, yeah. rage attacks. Yep. We're going to start that one. So Yeah, so a lot so coming. A lot of things going on. Uh, so keep up with us. Yep. Um, and again, you can do that uh, on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, I try to post everything. <laughs> I post everything everywhere. That's uh, right. So we have three or four Facebook pages. <laughs> if anybody knows how to integrate things, I, I end up posting things three times. They're all over the place. Uh, I went into it yesterday. I went, <laughs> I went into the website yesterday, and there's stuff all over the place. Yeah. I thought, Bernie, you've lost your mind. Well, you know, I, all right. sometimes I feel like I have. Well, so, have fun this Friday the 13th. Do something special. Do something for somebody else. Yeah. Take care of those kids. Yeah, so have a, have a great weekend. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about something else. Mm -hmm. Not sure. I have a couple of things I, I was going to talk about today. Um, uh, uh, how to improve. It's more for parents than teachers mm -hmm. about how to improve school performance yeah. in children. Um, but I'll do that next week. Okay. Okay. Uh, the reason this intruded, this topic uh, came up today was because of this Title IX uh, gender bathroom issue yeah, yeah, yeah. and some of this testing stuff. Right. So we decided to do that instead. Mm -hmm. But next week I'll talk about how to improve uh, school performance without remediation. How's that? There you go. Okay. All right. And you know what next week will be? Friday the 20th. Friday the 20th. Which is a week after Friday the 13th. And so it's like... It'll be a special day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, until next week, I'm Dr. Bernie. I'm Dr. Richard. Have a great weekend and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.